broadcasting from a dark basement office. The FBI's most unwanted presents the X-Files podcast. Well, what have we here? But some more X-Files action. Sitting across from me, virtually speaking anyway, is the the unimitable, wonderful bone structure, beautiful man, Joshua. How you doing, pal? Mm, smooches, baby. I'm uh, doing well. I'm excited. You ready to- for this shit? I yeah. am ready. Let's wrap up this fucking two-parter. Been hey, so- hey. them along, making them wait. <laughs> Sidebar producer's note, definitely not as ready as I pretend, but we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm just going to jump right into it. Please. I have been a little scattered over the mm-hmm. last week. Got a lot of a lot of shit going on. Some good, some bad. Just 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 a lot of stuff on the old plate recently. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, dude, I can relate. And um, I have probably had this episode on and sat in front of it for four hours in the last three days. Seems efficient. And I can't. It's like I, I did the the episode version of. You know when you like you're reading a book and you got shit on your mind and like after two paragraphs you're like wait didn't get any of that and you go like back to the beginning of the page that yeah, was this that, episode that's, for um, me that's called remedial comprehension there's a, <laughs> there's a class for it I think <laughs> should I read out loud <laughs> um, so this episode you know I never remembered it as strongly as Piper Maru but there's a couple things that do, do stand out to me about it and. I definitely enjoyed watching it, but I had a disjointed experience watching it. And I don't think I can blame it on the episode. This is totally a personal subjective problem. And yet I do wonder if maybe part of it is that there is a lot of lot of moving pieces in this one. Oh, boy. There's a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's what I mean. I, I kind of was rushing around ahead of this. I watched it. And then I was like, fuck, man. I, I really want to watch it again. I wasn't sure. And then, um, you know. I came back and I had to watch it again, and I was like, "Man, this is um, this is a lot enjoyable, but a <laughs> lot, lot, a lot right? of action, a lot of action. Yeah. We might, we might, uh, there could be some reliance on the chat today if we miss anything. We got a we got a nice full house in there. We have a, a special guest, Danielle Kota, posted about finally being able to make a live episode. Doesn't usually work with her schedule. Imagine and, uh, that. A lot of the beautiful regulars are here, and um, yeah, and let me tell you, we'll lean on you as always. The the most bargain basement producers we could ever ask for. I've somehow managed to attract a bunch of attractive and beautiful women in our chat. I'm going to uh, I'm going to essentially now use them as a honeypot to drag in more people. I'm wow. essentially going to pimp out my very sexy chat to uh, to get some more people in there. Yeah, live six p.m. every Thursday. Get on it. Makes sense. Yep. Get on slash live. What are you doing? Hey, what are you doing, new, guys? New thing coming up is um already mentioned her uh, in the pre-show uh the beautiful talented singular uh carmelita valdez mccoy and of course the inimitable is that what you said is that that word inimitable yeah inimitable bp9000 um have taken the uh taken the initiative of uh setting up a little discord live after party mm-hmm. you know like you know lost drive-in's got a little after show doing a live after show discord audio chat word so I'm going to, uh, this will be dropping. LibertyStreetGeek.net slash Discord. The name mm. of the channel, the name of the server is called The Hub. It originated around Twitch, but it has now gotten all, it's mostly LSG stuff on there now. So yeah, LibertyStreetGeek.net slash Discord. If you understand Discord at all, you'll get it immediately. If you don't, there is a bit of a learning curve, but you'll figure it out. It's, it's essentially channels where you can chat with people via the keyboard or actually have voice conversations with people if you so choose. Yeah, um, yeah it's pretty cool. Yeah, actual people actual people talking to actual people. The chat is very cool. It's a fun follow-up. Um, I uh, And I will be there, not that this is fucking important, <laughs> but I'm going to be jumping in after the next step. I won't be there tonight, but after Pusher, our next episode. So if you're listening to this on the actual episode drop, check it out, get it set up. And uh, I will be uh, joining the party with all these all these cool cats uh, next time. Nice. Yeah. And if it's as horny <laughs> as the uh, chat is, you know, come come fluffed, come fluffed, come ready. Have That's your right. lotion, have your toys, have everything kind of standing by. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and it's to be clear, it's audio chat only. Um, right. So don't worry about taking all of your. Um, you know, various devices of pleasure off the top of your chest of drawers. <laughs> Those things can all stay out and exposed in the glory of 
the light, so to speak. You don't have to yeah. worry about any uh, any images of you with uh, your <laughs> what I can only imagine is rows and rows upon things behind you that you may not want your place of business to see. <laughs> So sure. uh, show up, I'm sure. I'm sure Josh will be uh, out there like a diving board. <laughs> ready to go. Away. So tell me, tell me about apocrypha. Tell me about your you fuck experience. Did you hear anything we said before this part? <laughs> what the fuck you want me to tell you? You like uh, it? I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I like it because uh, Jillian Anderson's heavy uh, featured heavily. Um, I so I have I have questions, but I like that she gets to exact a justice upon the killer of her sister, which also happens to be the same guy who shoots Skinner, which runs it up the larger chain of command. But we knew the sister wasn't killed by some rando either because of the circumstances of that plot. So I don't find it overly far fetched that it could possibly be the same shooter. Um, I like that, and I just like Scully kind of doing a lot of stuff here. Um, I like her instincts in this episode for the most part. I like her really, really taking a mother hen approach to protecting Skinner. I really like that. Um, Mm. her at the hospital, her in the ambo getting into the fucking scuffle with that guy, which is where they finally bring him down. But all of that stuff, I just really liked, uh, Skinner's admissions to her Skinner's vulnerability here after getting his, I believe, small intestine perforated. Uh, yowza. Round in the gut. All all of the poop going into his body. That's not, that can't be good. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I liked all that. And, uh, so yeah, there's a bunch of that stuff that I liked. Now, I also was like, man, there's a lot going on here. There's a young Mulder. That's William Mulder. Or what's his, is that the dad's name? Yep. And then there's... Big Billy Mulder. Big Billy Mall, Big Billy Mall, and then we got the fucking CSM and this going back to the you know to the Piper Maru and the P fifty one and not the Piper Maru, what they call it, the Zeus something, Zeus Faber, Zeus Faber, um, and kind of wrapping it up. Uh, I liked Crycheck acting like like this is the Crycheck I like, scary, sexy Crycheck, right? The leather gloves, the the scowls, the when we get there, you know that whole thing, <laughs> yeah. When we get there, he's just being really cool and mysterious and rate, rated R. I like rated R Crycheck. I like him better. Borderline um, NC seventeen Crycheck. He's a little more dangerous. You don't know what's going to happen that day. Yeah, you know. And boy, I mean, not to jump too far ahead, but that image of the oil leaving Crycheck. Yeah, dude, that doesn't him 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 hurling all over the craft thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Hurling out of every facial orifice, as it was mentioned in the uh, on the Facebook page. So, dude, let's talk about that. The, Piper Maru, is that the first episode where we... It must be, because I don't remember seeing it before as we're doing this watch. It's the first introduction of this black oil, right? Isn't yes. this now a thing? Going to be a thing going forward? Yes, absolutely. So my, my memory, let me tell you something right now, is not good for things that aren't of use to me in the immediacy or as warnings for potential future mistakes, and even those aren't great. Because I have limited bandwidth and so much shit constantly going into it, I'm always cleaning up the hard drive to continue the uh, geek metaphor. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I gotcha. I gotcha. So I'm always like, we, we haven't done black oil yet. And then I thought, and there's more black oil to come. And then I thought, what is this black oil? And then I thought, am I missing something? Am I supposed to know? That's one of the problems with when, when you're not doing a, when, when you're rewatching something from years ago, you start going, I think I'm supposed to know more about this at this point, but I don't remember. So my my question to you is, am I supposed to know more about this or not at this point? Not at all. Okay, awesome. Then I feel good about myself. Piper Maru introduced the black oil. Great. That's awesome. This follows it up. We see a little bit more. We learn a little bit more. Mulder doesn't have to learn because he, you know, he just jumped to (laughs) conclusion mats immediately. (laughs) That fucking guy hopscotches on that thing. Um, but yeah, we don't know anymore. But it aliens. Every fucking block just has aliens. But yeah, this is going to be a big part of uh, <laughs> of the, the coming mythology. And, and BP in the chat, or anybody else in there, maybe, can can probably back me up on this. But I believe when they break up, there's like official mythology, like mythology anthology connections, collections. Wow, that was a mouthful and a half. But X-Files mythology, I got you. They, they break it into four parts. And I believe part two is, is called like black, bl- black oil or something like that. Awesome. So okay. <clears throat> we're kind of entering a whole <laughs> phase of it here. All right. Because it seems to, because 
So here, sometimes one of the issues I have with mythology and maybe going forward is the idea that I, that when I don't, I, I mean, I don't mind this in many things, but sometimes I, I find myself going, boy, what's the motivation of the thing? And I think I just do that in an attempt to understand the plot because the plot by its very nature is mysterious. And because we are what we are, we want to figure out that mystery. So we start trying to apply some sort of deductive reasoning to the show as we're watching it. Is that clear? Or was that a real, real salad of words? No, I gotcha. But I, okay. uh, but I think you're battling with, Poor memory, right? Well, yeah, but also, like, take the memory out of it. Take where it goes from here out of it. Because I think the strength of X-Files mythology was when it was a building collection of mysteries. This is true. You know, when when we didn't have all the answers. When totally things were introduced, not, like, out of the blue, necessarily. and Out of the not, fucking blue! Not like Sorry. there was no connections at all, but things were introduced, and there was a little bit of, uh, wow, what is this? What does this mean? How does this... How does this new puzzle piece, like, where do we fit this in with what we already know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, they got to a point where they were trying to juggle you know, too many too many things up in the air. Um, but here, as I, I, I think we talked about in, in uh, Piper Maru, I think we're still building. I think we're still adding things that contribute to this grand mythology, mystery, spider web of conspiracy and all sorts of shit. There's a lot of stuff that hasn't been revealed yet. And because sure, we, sure. we do have some listeners that are uh, are watching along that are kind of going through their first first run through, we'll try to avoid spoiling. And it helps that probably neither of us remember it super well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we don't know. All, all, all we know about, about the black oil at this point is what we've seen in the last two episodes. So, right. So, and, okay, perfect. Then that's great. Number two, I love the black oil right now. I don't, I don't, here's a great, here's where memory and not being completely versed on this program serves me very well. I'm not spoiled at all. I don't, re- I, I don't even remember season 11 or 10. So I don't know. There's a child. It's, it's their kid and he gets shot. He falls in the water. That's all I remember. You There's like an that? alien. There's a lady, a really, really attractive lady who's getting like a bunch of her skin scooped out. I, 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 I don't remember. I don't know. I ejected out of my head. So right now, this black oil shit, this black ooze is fucking cool, man. Yeah. It's you know why? Because it is you know the knock on Star Trek is always the aliens look like people, but of course it's a fucking you know space program on TV. What are they going to do? Yeah, and, and eventually they started getting into weird looking shit. You know, uh, they they did eventually, but that's what I like about this right here. We're introduced to some kind of intelligent entity that is literally a puddle of black ooze. And that's so neat. Yeah. And it's it's mysterious because it comes off as very old diesel fuel. So scientifically, they just go, oh, it comes off as this, which means it can elude modern science as we know it, which gives it an extraterrestrial flavor, so to speak. And then it's just, what, what I love about it is not just that it's this cool liquid that can move around. That's so alien and so weird. And it is something that gives us a visceral response. I mean, everyone, you, you, the first thing you said, you didn't bury the lead. You're like, when he's retching out the black, ah, that, that's what I mean. Like we see it and we go, Jesus, Whoa. man. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's the uh, pis, piscato strings they do. Plink, 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 plink. They, they plink across the violin every time they show it. Like it's like spider, it's, yeah, spider music, like Diane saying in the chat. But um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that is so cool. And it's so hard to understand the motivation. Um, I'm going to do a really quick sidebar, but Nathan and I just talked about this episode on Star Trek we recorded yesterday called Q Who. And it's when the Enterprise first encounters the Borg. Q fucking flings them way across the galaxy and he's like, oh, you think you're ready for everything? How about this, bitch? And he puts him face to face with them. And what's so scary about them is their motivation is completely alien to us. They're not principled the way anything else is. Like you can wrap your head around a Klingon and go, yeah, honor, I get it. I don't understand their culture, but I understand that value. Like you can't even, you can't ascertain a Borg's values, which makes them truly alien and why they're regarded as a great science fiction race. It's the same with the Black Ooze. At this point, I don't fucking know. It's, it's, they have no values. They have no values that we can wrap our head around. A government wants to keep a secret. That's a value that I can, as a monkey with a mic, I can wrap my head around. I, 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 I get that, even if I don't agree with it. Like, 
I don't, I don't even know how to disagree with the black or I don't know how to disagree with the black ooze, with the board. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so fucking alien. There's no terms of communication. Exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like anything in the Cthulhu cosmos mystery. It's Mm -hmm. beyond comprehension. Right. And, and even adding to that, like you mentioned, the black oil, this thing that, oh, it's, you know, Mulder talks about it, you know, this leave all this trace of 50 weight um, diesel oil, what they used, you know, in P51s, what they used in old sub engines back in World War II, blah, blah, blah. He talks about it as oh, that's the, right. That's the right. Oil, I forgot they even said that. The oil is just a conduit. Like maybe <laughs> the entity isn't even the oil, but it, it, but it, but then again, while it's occupying it, it kind of is the oil. It's moving through the oil. It transfers from one to another, but is it just a happenstance? Because that was what it had as a vessel to use. Like the mystery is, it's it's beautiful. It's great. It's such it's an rad. unknown. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, one, you're right. It's funny. I didn't even think about the conduit piece, and that's what's. It would be one thing, and that's that's even cooler, actually, the way you put it that way, because you scoop up the oil, you go, oh, this is what it is, this is where it's from. It's not like you, it's not like they, like, you'll see this sometimes in, in X-Files when they get out, or, or Star Trek, you know, they're, they're similar in this when it comes to, like, you know, things beyond comprehension, where they go, well, this, what, what does this mean, Scully? What does this mean, Data? What does this mean, Spock? We're like, well, we don't know. By our standards, we it's immeasurable, which which is cool, but it's also really cool. When we go, it's just diesel oil, because mm. then it's hiding in plain sight, and in the mystery of science can't penetrate that facade, and that's so cool. Check right? this white white death in the chat. The thing, but more slick and not as permanent. Exactly the thing. Ugh, God, that thing is so fucking awesome. Which apparently uh, Carpenter's talking about making a remake of his own. Thing. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Let me uh, let me dry up some panties in the chat. Tell you a little little side story. Speaking about black oil, I'm not wearing any. So all right. Well, so we uh, <laughs> we got a new uh, new D and D campaign going on. Your brother's running one one wing of it, and uh, I got this new character. I just I'm turgid. <laughs> a warlock, right? This fucking dude. He was like a knight, his fighter. Got trapped. Like so anyway, he's a warlock. Is the class he's going with, and is like packed his his patron that he doesn't really know or understand as some kind of weird shadow fucking creature monster, whatever. And he can see in like pitch blackness, like not even dark vision. And the cool effect that I had for it is like whenever he encounters darkness, his eyes get the old X Files that black oil effect. Oh yeah, I used I, like I described it like that at the table. That's Lady. sick. Ladies. Hey, turgid, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> it's, badass. It's just not like pretty hot. I mean, it's a pretty cool background. Next I mean, thing I, you know, I'll be pulling out my two-handed clave. Yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> do-wielding warlock. I mean, it's pretty much awesome. Ladies, if you don't have the ambidextrous trait, just keep walking. <laughs> I need two hands on my quarter staff. Uh, sorry. That's really disparaging for people with a fucking, I don't know, silly, silly voice. What do you call that? <laughs> a, a basement voice? A Sick parent's basement that. voice? Fucking silly, old fucking silly vocal cords? Mm. Is that the politically correct term? I don't know. So uh, check this out. Um, I love the black oil shit right now. And then all of the ways it is doing things and using people easily. Like that's, that's so awesome to me. <laughs> Sorry, brace face voice, local Audrey. Oh, oh savagery! Per- I love it. Perfect. Sorry, continue. Um, uh, just a side note. I, I feel like one of those. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't know all the lone gunmen by name, but it looked like what's the, who's the kind of like ugly short one with the blue knit. Fro Hickey. He's the fuck. Uh, Fro Hickey. We did, we did the, the Mary fuck. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. He he comes around the corner and it looks like he's wearing CCM super tax case. I'm like, there's no way. I had to rewind it like 26 times. I'm like, does he have these rad hockey skates on right now? But he doesn't. <laughs> they just they looked like it for a second. They're like, are those fucking CCMs, man? Damn, my boy's playing hockey. Super not, tax, bro. Super, super tax. tax. He ain't skating like he's playing hockey. But yeah. <laughs> I think a bunch of guys wear Bauer now too. But I had CCMs for a first stretch. They were CCMs nice. CCMs was my deal. Yeah. Funny side note about that. By the way, I got some uh, notes as always from BP. And I guess uh, so. <laughs> of those those dudes that had that whole scene planned out. But uh, Bruce Harwood, who plays Byers, he's like the skinny, dorky, relatively normal one. Sure. He's the Mary, right? Right. 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 Uh, oh, kill the guy because he breaks out the fucking guitar at the fire. <laughs> so Byers mm. 
was a trained ice skater. Like, oh shit. So he was like, hell yeah. And then, um, Dean Hagland, who plays Langley, the kill, yeah, the kill. um, he had never ice skated. I hate he had to do like Dean. So, you know, <laughs> he had to do like a crash course. No shit. Uh, there we go. That's awesome. I was wondering about that. Cause yeah, you can tell what's his name is pretty fluid on the skates. Fluid. Yeah. First skates time with his, skates with his head up. <laughs> described buyers as fluid, but okay. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. They were, did I interrupt a point you were making? Probably not. Yeah. It's the X-Files podcast. All I was right. probably just pontificating about something to seem more intellectually <laughs> awesome, thus for people to like me more, to fuel my very fragile eagle. Yeah. That's, that's probably what, what was happening. What we I mean, do here. If we're being honest about everything in our lives right now, if we're going to lay it on the table, mm-hmm. I was probably just trying to fucking seem cool. <laughs> hey, <That's- hey. laughs> But, just here to pat ourselves on our back two-handed that's right i go back and listen to this i'm like yeah well not that we're gonna go through this sucker scene by scene because we don't use it anyway but let's just talk about the opener please can we because this is pretty cool hell yeah black and white like that's a cool way to do a flashback i i agree especially when it takes place in what year 40s 53 F- 53 got it 53 yeah, or two very cool. And to drop, we've seen, at this point in the show, we've seen Big Billy Mulder and CSM interact. So we know that they have a relationship. But now is the first time that we've seen seen it on screen, like as it was. So like, what, what we've seen up to this point is that they have a history. But now we get the scene, we get this sailor in the hospital badly burned the last survivor we get the and it's cool because it sets up the follow-up of what we didn't see in piper maru right right when old johansson commander johansson there slams the door shut fucking big swede we see what actually happens in that back room we see the black oil we see them take out the captain um so it's a cool follow-up we we get that perspective i think they earn it pretty well and then um come back to it and this guy is talking about like we got to get the truth out there right right agent Mulder, mr Mulder, or whatever yeah 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 and he's kind of tentative and then pans over an old old smoke face there ripping a ripping a morley early in the day well, let me tell you Remember that commercial when we were uh, definitely when I was a kid? Um, maybe I wasn't a kid. No, I wasn't a kid. What am I talking about? But um, it was probably a long time ago. I started smoking Fluke Elder. It worked. You know that shit? <laughs> yeah. And they show that fucking real leather fit. It looks like a fucking saddlebag with eyes. <laughs> Her hair is stringy like... You know the hair you get off of like a corn on the cob? That's like coming out of her head and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, lady. You are a walking calamity. Mm. That's what it is right there. Because that, I'm like, oh, look at these piercing blue eyes. What a, what a, what a nice looking young man. And then you know, she's, CSM couldn't be uglier. Cut all catrimit face. Oof. God damn. That guy looks like fucking Tom Waits' ass. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Shout out to Tom Waits. Also, the guy that's playing, is that supposed to be Young Mulder? That guy looks like, you young, guys Google. Young Daddy Mulder. Okay, Young Daddy yeah. Mulder looks like, and not daddy like you girls say, but um, he looks like a young Vincent Cassell. Just Google it. You know what I'm talking about. I think he's got a Vincent Cassell kind of look to him. The most badass French dude in Hollywood, I think. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, this is awesome. This moment, this poor bastard with his fucking fucked just up cut face. Christopher Lambert down down a peg or two. Yeah, he's. I don't even think he's real. <laughs> what is that accent? But pretty cool, pretty cool, cold open. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Bringing, bringing, you know. Giving us some of what we didn't get in Piper Maru and bringing in this whole new mythology thing. This We see the connection of Mulder and CSM mm. and uh, the black and white thing, the oil, learn a little bit more about it. It's cool. It's cool. It's, it's amazing. But boy, in the next 15 minutes, and we've already talked about it, but the next 15 minutes, dude, we we go from there to Skinner's in the hospital, Scully's checking on him, Crychecks and Mulder it, it, are, it's are, a lot, yeah. are driving, they get run off the road, and don't want to bury the real lead, we fucking see Agent Pendrel again, finally. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my God, the, the man of the hour, and... <laughs> It broke my heart to see Scully just not have the time of day for him. Yeah, well, He'll be back. She's some, Don't worry. She's a man on a mission. He'll be back. But anyway, <laughs> we get we get that. Then we get the lone gunman, the the old ice skate espionage scene. We get just so much shit. Scully, so much Scully shit. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes in 15 minutes. There's a lot of Dude, cutting. so much. 
so much. The yep. syndicate, like we see the syndicate talking in there. And I mean, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying that it's too much. I'm just saying, boy, it's a lot. We're, we're throwing a lot at this. And I think most of it works because the vast majority of it was set up leading into it. You know, it's sure. not like we're throwing a bunch of new dishes in, in into it, but <laughs> you know, you spend your time, you do your prep time, right? <laughs> prep time in the kitchen. And then you got you got the oven going. You got a big kitchen. You got a second oven going. You got four stove tops cooking. It's just it could still be a great dinner, but it's busy. It's very busy. It's busy. Yeah, it's busy. Um, syndicate scene. Do you want to talk about that, or do you want to go right to the? Uh, I mean, uh, we should probably summarize up until ice skating scene. So, so just to be clear, in the beginning, we see this guy recording this tape. This tape kind of becomes our MacGuffin, does it not? Yes. Which implicates or or which reveals what exactly? Uh, it, it ties back to the whole thing of of this was the tape we knew. This tape already existed. We already we knew, knew about yep. it. It was the one that um, Mulder had. Then Skinner took it. Uh, Skinner got jumped by it. That will come back full circle. That's where Louis yep. Cardinal came from. I mean, dude, break out your notes at home because yeah. there's a lot lot going on. I'm this tying is, strings to fucking perp photos on my board over here. This is what, yeah, this is Pepe Sylvia. Um, this is what Mulder is going after <sighs> Crycheck for. I mean, not just that, but this is what the, the locker that he's trying to go get. This is what they send the lone government, gunman after. It's all about this tape. Um, but in the end of the day, the, the baddies get it back. Absolutely. Spoiler, also, spoiler great, great, um, great, always sunny pool. That's really good. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's, um, so all of this stuff leading up to the ice skate scene, which basically is the moment where he uses them to get something where he thinks he's going to get the tape, but he then doesn't get the tape. So everyone's looking for it. You got Krychek reporting back. Now, here's a question I have. Mm-hmm. Is the syndicate aware that Crycheck has been compromised by the ooze at this point? They're not aware. CSM is, but right. But they are all aware that Crycheck was already compromised. They, he is a correct. He is a lone gunman. No pun intended. He is a rogue agent at this point. That's yeah. why they found him. That's why Mulder found him hiding out in Hong Kong. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and um, all right. Cool. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. And we do we do get to we do get to learn about shortly after the stuff. I love when he goes and talks to those guys though. And Louis Cardinal puts the gun up to the back of his head and he's just like, I don't go fuck dude. Yeah. The ooze don't care, man. Louis- That's what's so good about the ooze. It's like I'm in my guy Crycheck. You shoot him, I'll just go to somebody else. Like you can't you know, ooze on over. Yeah, I'll I'll slide this way. Oh wait, party's ended here on account of you spraying the fucking wall with his brains. I'll go over here. I don't care. I'm the ooze. The, the this whole corona pandemic would be cooler if it was like black ooze, right? Dude, if people had black pupils, that'd be sick. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, having it your temperature taken or whatever, they just like pull your eyes open clockwork orange style and wait for the black <laughs> ooze to filter across it. I guess is they wanted to see what was in me, Gulliver. <laughs> that would be awesome. They just yank your eyelids open like, yeah, fuck out of here. They fucking shield bash you. <laughs> shield bash you. Yeah. You didn't see that one where the guy's trying to blow the fucking border in the early days of corona before we were like oh imagine if that was here <laughs> they were showing this dude in china trying to blow the border and they like he was they fucking yanked him out of his car they had like shields they were shield bashing him and trying to like grab him and they had face masks on it yes. looked it looked like a scene out of the stand <laughs> it was fucking bananas no. anyway just just wait just wait a few months yeah because the fucking black death is coming isn't it yeah look see of- audrey saying that are you guys asking for the bubonic plague or <laughs> Do you want the stand? Because this is how you get the stand. This is how you get the stand. Don't fear the reaper, though. But um, so shortly after this encounter, CSM, and this is where we have to start understanding some differences here, the syndicate and CSM. So CSM is, quote, the man, our man in Washington to the syndicate, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I like how CSM, like, this is the stuff I like. CSM's not being forthcoming with the syndicate. No. That's what's so cool about him. Yeah. He is his, he's his own player. Isn't he kind of a rogue agent in, in and of its in and of its himself? You know. Yeah, I think a lot of ways. I mean, the the syndicate is, and and that's what's cool here. The syndicate, you know, we've already seen them. They've been introduced. You know, this idea of these shadowy puppet masters, but the fact that one of their key agents, who is 
you know, borderline appear to them. You know, he certainly doesn't kowtow to them. Right. Um, he might not always be sitting in the smoky rooms, you know, with a leather bound books and all that, but he is, he's on their level is what we get the impression of, but he's, he's also a player in the field. You so, also get the, you also get the impression that they have some sort of operational jurisdiction. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it over him. Cause they, I mean, they kind of point blank tell him to do it. Right. Yeah. They're like, do this stuff. And he's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. It's it, you know, because isn't the, now the syndicate is not just in, in pardon me if I bore you guys with the details, but they're not just a U.S. power. They're, they're kind of like the European union of, of evil fucking Illuminati groups, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of, and, and CSM is almost like that representation of America. Like I'm going to walk in there and smoke and tell you to fucking pound sand. I don't give a shit. I mean, is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. okay. Just making sure. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a multinational uh, corporation, if you will. All right, fair enough. The syndicate, you know, we right. we've gotten traces of that before. That there's, you know, there are a lot of different governments in play here. You know, we've yeah, yeah. smelt a lot about the old Germans and about the old <laughs> Japs and about the old eye ties. You know, mm-hmm. those classic Axis powers are in the mix for sure. Um, hell yeah. So from here, where do you want to go next in this great, uh, great mystery that we have? All right. I mean, we're, we're just kind of jumping around, but we've got to hit the wickets here. But um, I, I guess <laughs> let's talk about Mulder classic. Um, I think this time he's using a Tech 9 and he's Ooh. actually he actually turns to his side. He has it as his, at his hip. He hears the noise behind him, turns 90 degrees, has it at his hip level, but he's oblique to it now. Ah, and he, Good word. He has it up, firing up a, uh, a fire escape, I believe, about three stories up, <laughs> and just just pinholes three three bad guys. With, Not too shabby. With this hip shooting, jump to conclusion, Matt, about knowing exactly <laughs> everything about what the oil is. And I I guess we're kind of going back a step chronologically, but I think this will allow us to go forward I, in what we're talking I, about. I agree. Next. I actually really like that conversation. Are you talking about the one? He, yeah. This this it's really good dialogue, actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, he nails it. He exactly nails what is going on with the black oil and 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 how it jumped from why the oil's on the suit and what what he found on the diver and then Gautier's wife, the diver's wife, and now Crycheck. Oh, sorry about that. Why don't we have a listen to it? Do you want to do that? Yeah, please. I mean, just good thing I did that sound check ahead of time because otherwise we'd be fucked. All right, let me uh, let me start this and uh, see if you guys can hear this. Bam. A few days ago. Got that? Yeah. According to the analysis, it's 50-weight diesel oil, Scully. That's the same oil that was used on World War II submarines and on P-51 Mustangs, for that matter. I don't understand. This oil is not only 50 years old, Scully, but its composition has been altered by exposure to radiation. I still don't understand. How, how did this get onto the diver and then onto the diver's wife? I don't think this is just ordinary diesel oil, Scully. I think it's, uh, I think it's a medium. A medium being used by some kind of alien creature that uses it to body jump. Jump. This this scene this part so right you're here. Saying that this stuff has intelligence. I think that it came off of whatever they pulled from the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. It's been waiting down there for fifty years for another host, another body to bring it up to the surface. Waiting to jump into the diver and then into the diver's wife. And then a cry check. I think that Mrs. Gautier went to Hong Kong under the control of this thing to find <laughs> cry check. I know, I know how it sounds. <laughs> exactly right. I, I love that part because I like the. That's just good acting. Very natural yep. from both of them. It's a nice, you know, little easy set. They're having fun. She laughs, he laughs. And her quote at the end is great. Is there anybody not looking for Crycheck? Right. <laughs> it's awesome. But I like, I like bringing this conversation up because yes, I mean, this I is a hard, this is an episode that is difficult to go through scene by scene because like we said, there's yeah, just so many scenes. But this leads right into, you know, we talked about the syndicate and their, their conversation with CSM, the man in Washington. You know, he kind of gets his pee-pee slapped about the shooter getting ID'd with, you know, the shooter sure, being sure. Luis Cardinal. But this brings us to Mulder's next step, which is the actually contacting the syndicate directly. So he's got the lead on what this is. He's got the contact that he got, this phone number that he got from Crycheck. Yep, he rubbed off the little fucking, like, a uh, pencil over it. And while these guys are talking about all these advanced things they could do to try to, you know, get the information off of it. Classic. Yep. He's like, um, let me just call the number. 
So basically, this is where our, our two paths split. Our agents split, you know, and again, that was a great point by Sir Thom in the last episode about one of the problems with mythology is how much our agents um, spend time apart. So we brought them back together. And now we're going to split them up. Yep. Um, Scully's going to go on the Skinner path. Mulder's going to go on the Syndicate path. So he reaches out, he calls, and this guy is referred to as the well-manicured man. That's right. They end up meeting classic X-Files. Classic X-Files meeting, man. Yeah. Um, Cool thing here. They talk about Crycheck, the line about everyone can be gotten to. Um, This is very cool. This this kind of is going to set Mulder up for his next step. But this also leads us to that divergence of of Scully and Skinner that we talked about. So correct. Let's uh, let's just kind of spend a minute talking about that before we bring bring our team back together here. Uh, so we've mentioned the, Louis the, Cardinal. The Louis, Car- the Louis Cardinal. Yeah, and, and you I'm mentioned it, it in the early setup about about um, Scully playing uh, Mama Bear, right? To yeah, uh, protecting to him because you know it, you can have these professional differences. You can have these moments where you disagree and outright fight and really get upset with one another. But at the end of the day, it's very clear that they, when, when shit hits the fan, they really care about each other. And that's something I always thought that this show did well when it came to Skinner. Whether one of them being threatened with great bodily harm or him being threatened with great bodily harm, they always rally around each other despite the fact that sometimes you're not even sure if they like each other, but you always kind of know they do. Yeah. And I just, that is a dynamic that is held in perfect tension throughout the series regarding Skinner and his relationship with Mulder and Scully. Like it. And always, that's what we see always here. Always right? a little softer on Scully, though. <laughs> I mean, look at her. Understandably. L- yeah. Look at her and, and deal with her, more importantly. Correct. Absolutely. Versus you, deal with let me, let, me, let, me give you a, let me give you a fucking question. Who would you rather have working for you? It's yeah. easy. It's an easy who, answer. Who's, who, uh, who do you get called up to the director's office more for? Uh, aged Dr. Dana Scully or old fucking shoot from the hip Lighty <laughs> old fucking old fucking spooky spooky hip shooting Mulder you tell me <laughs> ridiculous um, <clears throat> yeah it's cool though and what do you <sighs> think about man this I love the action scene I think the, it's great the action is good it's great. And I got to tell you, you know, we, we give a lot of credit to Dana, uh, I'm sorry, not, to Jillian for her acting as Dana Scully. Um, she does great. A lot of times, obviously, we've heaped praise on her, but you don't see this side a lot. And man, I think she kills it. This is a, this is a Mulder thing. You have, I, uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry, you, but you got the, the, the person, the, the thing that you're after, the thing from your past. In this case, it's a more recent past, but the murderer of your sister, possibly. You have him down on the ground. He just tried to kill your boss again. Your your passions are aroused. This is the Mulder role, right? To scream, to scream and kind of rant and point a gun at the at the shadowy bad guys. Like that's Mulder usually doing this. Absolutely. But here, Scully. And does she crush this or what? Dude, she crushes this, and this is crushed by whoever directed this episode this week. I don't really know who, and of course the performances as well. Because here's what I love about this. Kim Manners. First. Yeah. Oh, all right. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's First badass. mythology episode. So Scully goes to open the Ambo door and as she's clicking it open, Louis Cardinal, although a professional killer has killed many people, we know he's a mercenary from Nicaragua and we know he's been in the shit. I mean, this guy has probably killed people up close and personal many times over, but he's still a person. And when things don't go right, it gets fucking dicey. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about this scene. He does not have a clue. She's in there. And he is utterly fucking spooked. And he falls backwards on the car, gets the gun up, rips a shot. And he's like, I don't know who that is. And just runs. Like, I love the instinct to get away and not be fucking Billy Badass. Like, that that makes sense for a professional hit for me. Like, I'm going to get, this is not my target. I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm exposed. I'm in the open. I was going to crawl in this thing. Bing, bing. Maybe shoot the driver. Taxi disappear on a fucking international flight somewhere with the cover of the fucking syndicate or, or the CSM. Do you know what I mean? Yep. This isn't fucking Jason Bourne. This is a supposed yeah. to be kind of a more realistic. Abs- hit, that's my point. Me. Yeah. Right. Super realistic. And, um, and you know, not a beg, not, not, not above begging for his life when he's held at gunpoint. And like you said, passions are aroused and he's like, God, this fucking, this woman's got diamonds in her eyes right now. She might shoot me. The passion of her voice. Yeah, she might shoot me. He's thinking, uh oh. Wanna hear it? Yeah. Yeah, please. Okay. Yeah, I mean we all we all need a little of this in our lives. Are you Louise Carnival? 
please. Are you the man that shot my sister? Please don't kill me. You shot my sister! Please, I can tell you. Tell me! I can tell you. Tell me! I can tell you what you want. You want Crichton. Tell you anything you want, to be honest with you. I can tell you where he is. Please. Please don't shoot me. <laughs> awesome. So, um... <laughs> Said that line spoken to all female Exiles uh, fans. You want Krychek. <laughs> you know, this a lot guy, of the wants to. Uh, that'd be sick if this guy was like the super sexy guy. He's like, You want Krachek? I can give him to you. It's kind of weirdly like Banderas, like alluring. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. You want to Krachek? Tell me about your desires for Krachek. <laughs> fucking, he just velveties your face off with his fucking awesome accent. <laughs> She's like, she, The gun just lowers. She's like, Cocks her head a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the gun lowers. He's like, reach into my back pocket. There you will find hotel key. Take a He's hold. waiting for you. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. My like name is Louis Cardinal and I never, ever, not once. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes me think though that, man, they don't give, uh, they don't give Jillian enough of these kind of because it just doesn't fit her character i'm not saying it's like a, a writing mistake you know she's not a screamer she's not a lose control emotional kind of person in general but <sighs> it's fucking badass when she gets the chance to right i like right. it i like it a lot Me too. it's awesome um so, we've only yeah only a handful of times right yeah you've seen this this behavior from her yep and it's uh you know when it really hits close to home can know? i ask you a quick question please is that syndicate guy say ufo because it makes me angry oh, i didn't catch that <laughs> <laughs> ufo I yeah saw ufo yeah i like when they i like when a uh, well-manicured man i think he's the one that says it calls it a foo fighter that was like the term they actually use where the band yeah name that's comes from. that's that's dope fucking cool <laughs> in the chat uh roger says uh louis cardinal like inigo montoya <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you cry check back you son of a bitch <laughs> you killed my you killed your sister prepare to die <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck that's ridiculous yeah well we're back to um getting right to our final wrap-up here uh of the of the episode <laughs> we're back to the old classic molder travel agent book us jesus to north christ dakota. <laughs> fucking black crow north dakota hell yeah boom that's bad that sounds like a place where fucking cowboys did work Old Black Crow, North Dakota. Damn. I think I think the Union Cavalry did some work out in Black Crow. <laughs> Cust, Custer's Revenge. Oof. Anyway. Jay Carter in the chat, supposedly, this is completely apocryphal, uh, Dave Grohl referenced, <laughs> he was supposedly on set for this shoot. Who? Dave Grohl. Of oh, Foo, sick. Of Foo Fighters. That is one talented man, like Foo Fighters or not. That is a talented musician right there. That's, that's factual now. <laughs> we just actual, a, actual factual, actual factual. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, go, going out to this this abandoned. This is so cool. Nuclear missile silo complex. Imagine that. Mm. Two hundred silos, supposedly. You know, by one of the you know start or one of those other treaties with the old Soviet Union closed up. Silos filled in with concrete, decommissioned, just out there. You know, behind barbed wire. But there's nobody's out there protecting it because there's nothing really to protect here they roll up busted lock going down below they pull their guns out point them at each other <laughs> by the way did you notice scully does not flag Mulder. finger off the trigger Mulder, yep. trigger man trigger man fox finger <laughs> on the trigger dude flags his he, partner as he's i know he does he mm. it, and he looks like his hit, thumb is on the hammer of his fucking like uh, no, it's not. I watch. I'm watching right now. I thought he had it on his. On, I thought he had his thumb on the hammer as he would, drew the pistol. Mm. But I was like, oh my god, dude! Classic, classic Fox. But oh, yeah, just, dude, this this whole shit. I mean, talk about X Files imagery, dude. Before we even see the craft, w- what did you call it in the, uh, the the Facebook page? The the photon swords. <laughs> the old- <laughs> I don't know. Whatever they use in Star Wars, laser laser sabers. Those oh, those know. flashlights. That is a tight beam. That That's a, a tight beam. Tight beam. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But I it looks it. dope as shit. It does. It's very well shot. It's burned up tag team. These other tag teams chasing them down. They get taken into custody. <laughs> 
you know, they get pulled, kind of basically pulled out right when they can see the door, the 1013 door. That number's always sure, used sure. there. But, and then we get a look at what's inside and uh, set it they're right waving their They're waving their bright bastard swords around. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel C. says lightsabers in the chat, perhaps missing the sarcasm that we're not huge Star Wars nerds. Yeah. Hey, and we're just being we're just being inconscionable cunts right now and refusing to say it. Did some extended D and D talk? Do you think we don't know what a lightsaber is called? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. But um, but uh, this this breaks bad rather quickly. Yeah, the tag team show up and mm-hmm. rope them out, and oh, what yes. a coincidence! CSM is here, and Mulder puts the pieces together pretty quick. You know, you you let him here, you let Crycheck here because. Crycheck is a vessel. CSM is the only one who knew it. He's the only one that saw it. Right. And uh, man, we said it already, but this scene just can't say it enough. It is, dude. It's viscerally dis- difficult to it's watch. Disturbing. And you know, we didn't even talk about it. But when they show it on the black and white flashback with it literally pouring out of his eye sockets, mm. and, and he's just laying on the deck of the sub, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, this guy. This guy looks like he got fucking maced at a protest for a second. <laughs> He's fucking hurling. My guy's just hurling. <laughs> Not going well for him. Yeah, it looks like he is undergoing a transformation. Yeah. It, it's really gross. Yeah. Apparently, there was like a, it was like a, a, a mask with tubes feeding through it, and it was super uncomfortable. And That's had, what it looks like. And they yeah. had to go back and do it again. <laughs> like a couple days later. They no shit. Like, yeah. And uh, Nicholas Lay, who who plays Crycheck, was like, fuck! <laughs> again? Again with it, yeah. Um, the rewind effect is always good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring it. The back. way they can show it receding, mm. it's awesome. It's gnarly. It's gnarly. And that, um, I mean, that's basically that's basically all we get of that. And then we get into our little, essentially, our epilogue here. You know, that they get thrown in the van. <laughs> Speaking Yikes. of pump up the volume, like Mulder was kind of uh, kind of struck me like. <laughs> Slater in this, like, you can't bury the truth. You won't get away with this. <laughs> Getting to the back of the van. Talk hard. Talk hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. Mm. That's so good. Yeah. Oh man. But this brings us back and Skinner coming in on the on the on the cane to Mulder's office and Mulder for once is actually respectful to his boss. Yeah, he stands up when he enters the room, he shakes his hand like you know, he treats him like a fucking professional for four seconds. And this is also, I, yeah, what do you got? This whole thing with the, um, you know, it begs the question because I don't remember, and this is good. And, and maybe I should say this for, you know, there's no real final thoughts. We kind of just do our thing, but like with the whole black ink thing, and, and of course we'll get back to this Skinner thing, but you, you then say, what does this mean for Crycheck legally speaking going forward? Like, I would always think, okay, if he's been compromised by this ooze, does he get exonerated on on some level? Will he ever work with Mulder again? I don't, I don't even remember. So I always wonder about that because we clearly haven't seen the last of him. You know, talking about Crycheck. Yeah, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. I'm oh, yeah. sure you, the answers are known, but I don't remember or know. Trapped so in a I'm silo. Not, say so again. He's trapped in the silo. That's yeah, for now yeah. until CSM goes in there, and we'll, we'll see. But let's not um, let's not miss miss out on Mulder's brown nosing attempts here to Skinner. Skinner <laughs> playing the consummate professional, right? Yeah, of course. He 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 gets that. Man, like to to go through all this to be this personal to have Scully save his life, you know what he put himself in the line of, but then to try to reestablish that professional distance—that's something that Mulder would never understand. Where, yeah, like the "this isn't my crusade" bullshit. No, I'm not on a crusade. I'm yep. I'm an FBI agent, and I'm doing what it takes to solve a murder. Right. You know, and I did I did the same risks that anyone would take. And Mulder's like, "What do you mean? What's professionalism? What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah, that's great, um, man. But he's he's looking for Scully, but she's not there because she's uh she's vi- visiting old Melissa. Yeah, visiting old headshot Melissa. Old closed casket Melissa. Oh boy. Oh, SpaghettiOs on the floor. Probably leave that apartment, Melissa. Old. <laughs> SpaghettiOs. Back into the left, JFK, Melissa. <laughs> Old marinara on the couch, Melissa. <laughs> oh, sell that furniture. Old made man, <laughs> Tony, Melissa. Oh, that couch will be out on the sidewalk. Free pickup, Melissa. Jesus Christ, this is fucked up. Old probably shouldn't have prayed to just crystals, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn old disappointment, Melissa. Old 
inferior daughter to the goddamn. Well, anyway, maybe a Judeo Christian God would have saved you, Melissa. <laughs> oh, miracleless Melissa. You know, it's um, goddamn. Somebody in the chat said something I wanted to address. RK two thousand. Was just thinking that it is interesting that the alien oil lets its host live. Agreed with the earlier conversation that we don't know its values, but at least it doesn't instrumentally kill. Yes, that's a really good point because Krychek does live after being duly infected by this thing. Mm. And uh, my guess there, RK, is that it's simply just a measure of utility. There's no utility in killing Krychek would be my guess. That goes Um, back to what you talked about, the alien nature of the thing. Like it doesn't, what benefit is it? It doesn't even care. That's interesting. That's, again, that goes back to the Borg comparison, which is they literally beam to the Borg ship and are utterly ignored. They walk right past them. We don't care about you. You can't do anything to us. And if you do, we'll deal with it when you do. But until then, we don't care. Like you're nothing to us. Yeah, it leaves them. That's awesome, you know? It leaves them all alive. Unless it's killed, unless the host is killed and it has to exit, it just, uh, you know, it's it's reached its goal or it, it, it finds a better host, it trains was on like it leaves you know they're talking about in the chat they left they left godier they left poor mrs godier in a fucking men's room in hong kong that Oof. chick is selling her body to try to get back to <laughs> mainland u.s <laughs> but it leaves them all just because it's like well here's here's my new host here's my new thing um, absolutely this will serve me well and i love that you talked about it and i always think about one of my favorite uh kind of takes you have on supernatural shit is when you talk about vampires and how their their desires and their personality should be so alien to us as they as they become ancient as they become more and more disconnected to humanity sure. and now you're talking about a literal space alien entity that it is just we shouldn't even be begin to hint at like understanding and like it just moves right through yeah I mean, imagine imagine growing up with the values of uh, some sort of Frenchman in in some sort of levy for King Louis, and and still being alive today, like you, you like you can't wrap your head around what the fuck kind of value system would you develop over time, and then the supernatural aspect of watching your friends and family die for generations, and what that would do to your psyche, and then have to sort of interact with other people, and that's why, in my opinion, that's why I think one of the interesting things about vamps is that they do need to use a lot of their supernatural powers to be better hunters because they probably are challenging to relate to. You know, it's all facsimile. It's all faux reaction. It's all, quote, masquerade, yep. you know, to, to sort of blend in to survive. And I just like that when 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 things are implacable, when things are, you know, uh, <laughs> relent, utterly relentless, this black oil, it does... It, it and it's not even it's nothing personal. You know, it, you're nothing to it other than a, a, a tool to be used for whatever seemingly intelligent designs it has, and that's awesome. I like it. I like also. Um, boy, did you just did you just uh, absorb Matthew Anderson's energy? We you know, implacable <laughs> in it in 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 imitable in, 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 in implacable is a good one. That one I only know because I just watched that Borg in, app. That's, that's in, what they call the Borg. I have a hard in, time with that one. Inimitable. Yeah, you're just yeah. like you like Vi- that Victor vocab today. Old, <laughs> oh, oh, alliteration, Alan. Old Theosaurus over here. Hey. <laughs> Oh, fucking synonym Sam. <laughs> Sin the pod tonight, people. God damn it. Uh, old Sammy I'm, Shift F7 on oh, words. The Thoris. Yeah. Jesus Christ almighty. Inimitable. God, I'm not. Can you cut that I out? kind of want to drop. <laughs> I said that I, 11 To be times. frank, if I cut anything, it's going to be a comparison to Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is a, that's a highly. I don't get it. I, I don't like to claim I've been offended and need a safe space, but I may after that one. No, but um, yeah, man, there's a lot of good shit going on in this shit. Yeah. Wasn't that? How was that for educated? <laughs> a lot of shit going on in this shit? <laughs> with, the with, fucking, with, uh, the fucking guys and the fucking, uh, fucking X-Files guys. There's some fucking good shit in this fucking shit, huh? <laughs> Let me dumb it down real quick. Yeah. You're trying, Just, to, uh, trying to get your fucking cred back up with your blue collar listeners? Fucking blue collar Andy's about to log off. He's fucking guy. I thought he was one of us with the fucking four row three. Not fucking believable. I'm swinging a hammer all day. This guy says fucking imminable or whatever the fuck. Hey, I can't we, relate to that. Yeah, I'm glad we got Will Hunting on the chat today. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, they say goodbye to Melissa, and and there we go. Yeah. Where do the dead they do? Oh, fucking. All right, I'm done with her. <laughs> dead beyond the grave. Let's yeah. wrap this fuck up with some. Uh, 
some listener comments, shall we? Poor her, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, what? Of course. All right. A lot of them are just horny. I got distracted just like I got distracted by the horny chat. Clearly, I can't multitask. Don't worry. I'm... Nobody noticed and immediately called you out. Yeah, I didn't get put on blast. That's what I love about these people. I don't have to do it. They handle it for me. Ruthless. I don't All need right. to police anybody. The Danielle chat's got it. Kuta. Just finished the episode. This and Piper Maru might be my favorite mythology episodes. It's a perfect blend of tension, world building, and procedural mixed with the general spookiness and paranoia the show does so well. Performances were great as always, and the scene where Scully yells at Luis was really powerful. And the scene of the black goo leaving Krychek is some seriously great body horror. The uh, The music, the lighting, the set pieces all help give this episode a little something extra. The mood of this episode is something I remember, even if I don't remember specific scenes. It just feels different. Different. I'm not sure how to describe it, but this and Piper Moo just have a different vibe, and I love it. Awesome. Now, that's a great comment. I really appreciate it, and I'm glad you got to hang out. Danielle Kota, that's awesome. Now, I do want to get permission, because what I don't want to do is step on anyone's toes, but are you cool with me reading manjas? <laughs> Fuck <Is> that- <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got him! Let's go! <laughs> Fucking got him! Bang! Oh, Fucking Christ. drag him, Dino! Relentless is the fucking (laughs) implacable is the board. Implacable. (laughs) Implacable. All right. I'm just teasing. I love you guys. All right. Uh, Where was I? Maja. White Death says the episode brought back some unexpected memoirs. Once upon a time, a teenage me wrote a lot of fan fiction and some of it, of course, X Files. Out of all the shippiest of the shippery moments in the show to use as inspiration, for some damn reason, my hormone-addled little brain once went for this episode, and what if Mulder and Scully get locked up in the missile silo and need to stay warm? <laughs> That's some fucking I-live-in-the-snow shit. <laughs> Cringe, she writes. That atrocity is somewhere on a floppy disk, perhaps held by Crycheck, selling its secrets to governments around the world. <laughs> if that doesn't encapsulate the, fav- the flavor of this episode as of late, while well, also simultaneously, some could say double entendre relating to the episode in question, I don't know what does. So that was a hilarious comment. It made me actually laugh out loud when I read it. Nailed it. <clears throat> Nailed it. Um, yep. I'm going to give this a, a Hold very... Hold on, I'm getting a text. Seriously, dude, watch read that. That was going to be my next one. Josh, <laughs> relax. <laughs> the fuck, man? Not true. Erroneous. <laughs> Erroneous Erro- on both counts. Erroneous objection. All right. Um, <clears throat> where were we? Uh, this That's episode it, the, is a know. solid like. Same. All right. And I, I don't mean to downplay it. I know I came off hard with uh, Piper Maru. Came off strong, maybe, with a with love. It's not necessarily that there's anything I don't like here. I just, I think the the front end of the combo is stronger. You know, I think, uh, I think you went with a real heavy right and then that left. Kind of, kind of doesn't make full contact coming in behind it. Um, they just kind of the old one two, the old one two. I think Apocrypha throws a lot of extra pieces in the fire. None of them are bad, but it just doesn't it doesn't land quite as strong. But still great. It's still overall, I think it's a great two parter. But it's a it's a like for me. I like your style, Joshua. I also like this episode a lot because there's a lot of. Um, I think there is a lot of awesome stuff, even if I think it might be a little overweight. There's still there's still a lot to like there, even if I feel like some of it may have been like, whoa, we're, we're kind of... I think you said it best when you said within the first 15 minutes, you were talking about a lot happened. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. And then I was kind of scrubbing through, excuse me. And I was like, dude, there's a lot of cuts here. And that's a lot of cuts in TV in 15 minutes. So there's a lot going on, you know? Yeah, a lot, of, a lot but, happened. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think we got a very appropriate. Um, we got a, a, a two pair of listener questions to address. Hit me. And uh, in the spirit of the horniness of the LSG X Files <laughs> podcast, <laughs> we're going to start off with uh, Anthony C. Watkins, who has been God bless him crushing it on the X Files page. I think on the last Anthony. Hey, real quick, ladies, got a body on him. Got a bod. Nice looking boy. Just a hell of a smile. Hell of a smile. Funny guy. Yep. I've seen his gym pictures. I know what's up. Okay. All right. <laughs> Take some heat off me. A lot younger than me and you, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, fuck, Mary, kill, Mulder, Skinner, Krychek. And I'm taking this one first because you Please fucking, do. you bogarted my answers last time. 
That's probably going to happen again. All right. I think, because this is the thing, I think we're going to have the same kind of approach here. Yeah. So fuck, marry, kill, Mulder, Skinner, Krychek. Um, Marry, Skinner, straight up. That is that is a man. That is a provider. That is someone you can look to. He's also going to pound your good. Like, he's the fucking, he's the total package. He's got it can, all. Can we be honest about it? He's the fucking total package. Yes. He's masculine. He's a, he's a handler of shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing handles him. He handles shit. Yes. He he Sorry. handles. Shit. Uh, I'm getting really worked up. I'm getting I'm getting distracted by the chat again. I'm getting back on track. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. What's this for? They're <laughs> making up a shipper name I'm involved in. I don't whatever. All right. <laughs> Skinner, total package, total man, gives you everything. He's a he's a man's man. He's hard, but also he he's got empathy. He's sensitive. He does. You know, we, he and I can trade war stories. I'm sure mine don't live up to his, and I can just nestle my nestle my head on into his shoulder. Was he? Was he a? Um, was he an officer or an NCO? Uh, he was enlisted. You know, he's a man's All man. Right. Work for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Work for a living. I'm sure you could teach him a couple of things. You know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he maybe he'd call you college boy three four times. But you know, so the fuck is hard because you know I do. This is I want to fuck Mulder, of course. And like, and I know he's going to be sensitive and you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm a man, but I'm not a man compared to Skinner. So I know, I know, I know where I am in that pitching catching rotation. So part of me is like, take advantage while I can with Mulder, <laughs> but I'm going to go with fuck, uh, Krychek because honestly, it's going to be kind of crazy. It's going to be hectic. It's going to be a struggle and somebody's going to get fucked. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody's getting fucked and I'm sorry, but you got to kill Mulder. I hate to say that, but. Well, sadly, I have the same lineup in the same way as you do. Um, and I thought a lot about this because I thought <sighs> there, there's a risk. There is an inherent risk when you fuck Krychek, okay? It's a risky proposition. Um, kind of I don't funny. know. It's, he strikes me as highly unstable. It's possible you guys are going to gather. Maybe, maybe something goes a little awry and he just goes in the bathtub and cries. I don't know. He's a weird guy. But I think the weirdness of him is intriguing enough to me for the one for the one opportunity. Now it would pain me. It would pain me to drag old Mulder out by his tippy toes and give him the whole fucking old yeller. It would, it would pain me to drag him out there behind the fucking doghouse and just. It would suck. He would um, sob. It, I might too. Oh. You know, it would be that moment where Jimmy Conway gets the call that fucking you know Nick, not Nikki, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, is dead. Tommy, Tommy's dead. He had to go. He had to go. <laughs> that De Niro man cry or, or the Saving Private Ryan handshake high down by the boulders cry. It would be tough. I wouldn't like myself for it. It would be easier. Let me just make this very clear, ladies and gentlemen. It would be easier to kill Crycheck. I don't know if I'd feel bad at all, but Mulder would be a tough one. And I would be too concerned that in a moment of looking into the eyes of the beast that is Skinner, who could beat up all 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 of us, to be frank, that he would somehow snatch the gun from me and seal my fate. So I can't even imagine it. So we're going to go with marry and be safe. Uh, but Crycheck, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a wild time like you already anticipated. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what he's going to say. He, 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 he strikes me as somebody who could show up wearing bunny ears <laughs> and, and not even address the fact that that was the thing. Like he's got them on and, he, and he's not like... You're gonna have to say like, "Are you gonna wear those?" And he's like, "Oh, what these?" Like he, he, it wouldn't. He would. He would have to. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keeping those on, or that, like he would come in with bunny ears, and you would go, uh, "Are you gonna?" He'd be like, "Oh, this, yeah." <laughs> and belt buckle hits the floor, and I go, oh, <laughs> "This is fucking unexpected," but okay, sure. All right. You know, I think Mulder. Here's the here's the pro for fucking Mulder. Is you're probably you're probably gonna be doing the fucking in that case, you know? Oh, you're definitely, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's like, what... and I'm not saying that that's. I'm not saying that I have to be in the in the dominant position every time. I think that's what makes Krychek interesting. I think it would be a real tug of war. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> Greco-Roman wrestling. He'd be like, "Put your face in the pillow, bit fucking. Oh, let me. I'll grab <clears throat> you by the. I'll grab you by the face. How do you like that? I'll slam you up against the fucking drywall. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll fucking knock a bureau over. Oh wait, shit. Now you've now you've hip tossed me and. Uh, it would just get wild. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You have, but, um, you, you have a clear cut top, you have a clear cut bottom and you got, with Mulder, you got, Krychek, with, yeah. who, we're, we're, we're going to wrestle this one out. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be a variety of things. And I think by the end of it, we're going to be very dehydrated. We're going to buy water and probably gummy bears. We're just going to be absolutely knackered. 
Who's who's wearing the bunny ears when it's all said and done? I I, I think <laughs> I think they start on him and maybe they end up on me. Okay. Uh, right? You know, I mean that that would seem to make sense. Either that or they end up I don't know lost. You find him three weeks later in a pair of pants. You're like, oh shit, the fuck is this one over here? But every every toy is just drained of that that panic inducing moment when the toy is dying and you're like, fuck. <laughs> how did we not charge this? You know, that panic inducing moment yeah. and you'll just, you just press it hard against you, hoping that we get there before the battery dies. But, um, yeah, it would just be one of those things where you'd have to repaint the walls. I mean, it'd be a fucking mess. No carpeting. It's gonna need some dry cleaning and there's going to need a, what do you get? The power washer. You gotta, you gotta rent that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I have the same answers as you, uh, and that's that. Well, here's a softball to show us out. Just I'm going to lob this one up to you. And you're like, no, don't die. <laughs> Take him out, shake him. If, 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 just do something if you lick him. <laughs> How are there no like, batteries in this fucking room? <laughs> Is there any in the freezer? Fuck. I told you to Give get, me the the fucking... get the remote. Get the remote. Is that single light or double light? Double I told you. Light? I told you, Hitachi with a fucking AC adapter, you fucking idiot. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> but anyway, you were saying? Um, <clears throat> softball to end it. Uh, follow oh, up from Miranda Cashman, who, by the way, I don't know if you've uh, followed this up, but X-Files listener who's new to the Illuminati. Hell yeah. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Phoebe Green, Detective White, Bambi. Uh, I like to take the lead on this. Phoebe Green of Fire, Detective White of, uh, what the hell is that goddamn episode we just watched? Um, was it two or three ago? I'm so pulling we, them up as you say. We, Phoebe Green, who's the other one? Uh, Phoebe Green's from Fire. Yep. Uh, uh, Detective White from Syzygy. Syzygy. There we go. Um, the, uh, the, the one that Mulder kind of falls for. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? The, uh, yeah, kind of short, yeah, 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 short hair, whatever. And then, oh, God. and then Bambi from War of the Copperfages, the whew, show. of the Copper. You ready? Bam- oh, Bambi. Oof. I mean, this is this is easy. This is kid, kid, kids. This is a fucking this dumb is, park, and this, this one deep. Go ahead, go, 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 go. I am. I would probably not definitely probably enter an old folks facility with a blowtorch. And kill them all by burning them to death for for fucking Bambi. Are you kidding me? Oh, I'm sorry. God, she's hot. She's Denise Richards, 1999 hot. <sighs> and she's a fucking doctor. She's gorgeous. She's um, a scientist. Mary. I never get enough of it. Mary. I'd kill the one from Tombstone and I'd fuck the other one. The one from Tombstone? Oh, yeah, that's the, the blonde. She's got to die. She, uh, I, she did wider up wrong. I'll never forget her for that. And I don't know. She's just like, she's just like, I feel like it would take like a couple with her for us to be in simpatico. Do, do you understand? Like, it'd be really, oh, oh she, I, I don't really like that. She's like, I, 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 and I'm just like, oh, fuck. All right, well, let's switch it up. It, it would take a couple apps, a, a, a couple of meetings with her where we're like grooving. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Phoebe and Green I, is fun. Phoebe Green's fun. She's fun. She, she's a fucking maniac. That's where I, I just white nah white my white would be like oh don't actually can you put your hand up here like god what the fuck is this do you know what I'm saying she'd be one of those people oh you're, you're, you're kind of you're but Phoebe I think would I think the novelty of plowing you know uh, a fucking a, an ungrateful colonial would just be too much for her to pass up yeah just a dirty American you know like she's a, that posh sort of British just wants to. Mix it up with the boys. I think she would. I think she would work some stuff out that day. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. All right, I'm simpatico, my friend. Yes, Ma- marry, uh, marry Bambi. You fuck Phoebe. You kill White. Done deal, baby. Boom. Fuck, man. That's it. Yep. Well, Whew, I think that does it, man. Yeah, I think it does. Well, I guess it's time to get out of here. And uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess that's, let me let this come in behind us here. Fuck. In the spirit of the X-Files uh, podcast, Josh, why don't you tell these good people goodbye? You can't bury the truth! You won't get away with it! You've been listening to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net. 